the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. Smooth like butter, sweet like honey. Looks so good like she made off money. She's blonde, five foot two, and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. It's a woman's world. <laughs> yes, indeed it is. Woman's world. It's a woman's world, baby. Can I still say that? For how long can I call myself a woman, right? It's so confusing. Yeah, we've got a story about that we're going to bring to you a little bit later because it has just gotten ridiculous the way that they're slicing and dicing up the identity politics to the point to where it is really confusing. It's just all whatever works for them. But I am all W-O-M-A-N, babies. Andrea K in the house tonight, in the hizzle. Isn't that how the cool kids say it? Anyway, I'm super excited to be back. Day two of me being on for two hours. Can y'all handle it? Yes, indeedy, I know that y'all can. Feel free to give us a buzz, 888-344-1170, if there's any topics on your mind, because we are here Live and local for the next two hours, talking about all things, though, related to San Diego and the United States of America. Here, you can follow me on all the socials at Andrea Kay, and I just appreciate y'all so much. I'm loving all the love that y'all are giving to this two-hour format and all the topic suggestions that you're giving on all the socials, and we appreciate you so much. Okay, um, great lineup for you guys tonight. We've got breaking news happening with Hill and the whole little um, Russiagate. I mean, I, it's been it's been five years now of so many different ways in which the Obama administration and the FBI and the DOJ was going after Trump and, and, and trying to assert and reassert their power. I've, I've kind of gotten lost track of the, of the various different hashtags. Well, there's breaking news going on with the Russian collusion hoax that we're going to bring to you guys. A little bit later on the show, we know that we've got a growing issue of homelessness, particularly out here in California. Actually, it's growing across the country as well, and that's a major problem. And so we've got uh, Father Joe's Villages is going to be here uh, to talk about that. They are the leading organization here in San Diego County, uh, founded and run by former, uh, you know, God rest his soul, rest in peace, Father Joe Carroll. But they are going to be here. The organization is going to be here. Dick and Jim Vargas is going to be here to talk about solutions for that. And you're going to want to stay tuned for that because I know that this is an issue on the minds of not just San Diegans, but across the country because this is a growing problem. So, you know, stay tuned for that segment. A little bit later, Matt Gates dusting it up. Big brouhaha going up against a SecDef Austin today. And that's kind of upstaged some breaking news that happened with um, the the guy that, you know, apologized for his whiteness, General Milley, who made some astounding news today in the war front in, in regards to our troops. Just a few of the topics we're going to get into tonight. But of course, we would love to hear from you. 888-344-1170. Without any further ado is the man who keeps rolling all two, two hours a night now. It's the grease. It's DJ Potato Skins. Yesterday, I met in this very room. With DJ Potato Skins. DJ Potato Skins.
I've had to load myself up with more sour cream, bacon, and mm-hmm. chives because you know, two hours is a, is, is a lot to put out there for the public. That's right. It takes a lot of grease to keep, it, to keep the energy going, a lot of fried goods to keep it rolling. Um, uh, so there's breaking news today, kind of. That, well, there is. I mean, we, we've known for a while that Michael Sussman, and we don't have time. I mean, I could really do two whole days to try to recap everything that was involved in the attempt to stop Donald Trump from winning the presidency, as well as to lay the foundation for him to be impeached and removed from office should he won. And the aspect of that story really hasn't been told enough. And part of it is because it was so con, it was so convoluted. There was so many different fronts on which Donald Trump as the candidate, Donald Trump's associates, Donald Trump as the newly uh, the newly elected and newly installed and sworn in president of the United States. So many different fronts in which various arms and individuals from the United States government sought to stop him from winning the presidency and then to remove him from office. Right. And and it was so much. It was almost like a shock and awe and it involved so many people and all the different agencies from the Obama White House to the FBI, to the DOJ, to 17 you know intelligence agencies. And it went really, really deep. Right. And so I don't even have time to get into all the ins and outs. There were times where I would give an entire show to it and still only scratch the surface of all the different angles in which they used the apparatus, the intelligence community and the intelligence agencies of the United States of America to frame Donald Trump and to stop him from being elected with a lot of different election interference and fraud and all kinds of crap that was going on. And then they set the stage to remove him from office. If he did win, and of course he did, right? And you remember the names, Peter Strzok, Lisa Page. You remember the names, James Comey. Y'all know that Robert, what's his name? I can't even remember his name now, who handed over the uranium to Russia and to Vladimir Putin was installed thanks to Jeff Sessions. He was installed in as... um Formerly head of the FBI was installed in to lead a special investigation, knowing day one there was no evidence that Trump colluded with anybody. It was all about trying to drum up evidence that they could use against him using all the different agencies of the United States of America. We now know that even as of as of February 2017, after he was duly elected and installed as the president of the United States of America, we now know Hillary Clinton and her henchmen were continuing to set the stage to have him removed from office, a free and fairly elected president of the United States. This could have been solved. People could have been arrested and thrown into jail two years ago. And part of the problem there was Bill Barr. Well, he put this guy, um, John Durham, in as special counsel, and he's dragging his feet. But at least we've got some good news, because in a filing late Monday, um, he has uh, released what may be, and this is according to Fox News, a crucial piece of evidence in the case against Clinton lawyer Michael Sussman. In fall of 2016, Sussman goes to the FBI and says, I've got some information I want to share. He goes to... um, Oh, Jim, what was his name here? See, there's so many different people here. It's hard to it's hard to remember all the different names. So he goes and he says, you know, it's Michael Sussman. I've got some time sensitive information I need to discuss with you. And I'm you know, I'm, I'm coming on my own. I'm acting on my own. That was a lie. He was acting on behalf of Hillary Clinton and the DNC. Right. Just last week, we know that Hillary Clinton had to pay a fine because she lied 
about her role in trying to frame a Donald Trump. Paid, what, a $750 fine? So this guy, Sussman, um, he's been busted in, in different documents, um, you know, pretending that he was acting on his own, trying to give up, get, you know, dig up dirt against Donald Trump to help sway the election uh, to Clinton. In fact, Hillary Clinton, after he went and met and tried to hand over uh, to the FBI false information that, you know, Trump had, you know, was colluding with the Russians and had different bank accounts and, um, it, you know, it was a bunch of garbage. Uh, at that point, you know, Hillary Clinton and her people even tweeted this out at this point, tweeted out the same false allegations that this guy made to the FBI at the time. And then they tried to follow up in February of 2017, again, setting, trying to set the stage for Trump to be impeached over this. What's going to end up happening with this? Will this guy, Michael Sussman, and, 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 and while this is... It's good news, bad news for me. I'm trying to um, temper my enthusiasm to think that somebody's heads are going to roll. Durham says that that, uh, Michael Sussman, quote, put his lie in writing, that he wasn't working on behalf of anybody. But what we don't know at this point, because there's some information that's missing here, is um, we don't know um, what other information that Durham has to hold anybody else accountable because this is more than just one guy lying to the FBI saying he was acting alone when he was acting on behalf of Hillary Clinton. This is the real coup attempt right now. We have hearings, including Republicans uh, for January 6th, right? We've got people that are being held without bail being held for a, a, a year and a half who, who didn't absolutely nothing wrong. Didn't we report last night on one guy who simply who's did absolutely nothing wrong, but because, he's a member of one particular group he's been held without bail meanwhile we had a former secretary of state colluding with the fbi and operatives in uh, in to the highest and the lowest levels of the u.s government to sway the outcome of an election to set the stage to perpetrate a fraud to falsely accuse an innocent man to set the stage for him to be a legally elected president of the united states to be removed from office and so far nobody's been held accountable the one guy who falsified the Pfizer request for Carter Page got a slap on the wrist and still has his law license. Now, Durham says that he's got more information. There's some in, in his filings that's that's been redacted. So there's there's indications to think that there's more to come and there should be. And what needs to happen is the American people, I know it's convoluted, I know it's years of, of excruciating details, but it is true that if former Secretary of State, former President Barack Obama, the FBI, with James Comey, with um, uh, the guy with the chin, I can't, who, who, uh, Robert Mueller, and all the rest of them, use the weight of the United States, lying to courts, illegally spying on Americans, spying on Donald Trump, continuing to falsify, going to the American people, trying to sway the outcome of an election, and then trying to to launch a coup against a sitting president of the United States of America is far bigger than just this one individual. And unfortunately, there wasn't enough done. They were and they were able to use this to tie Trump's hands behind his back so that he couldn't go. It was a preemptive strike as well so that he couldn't go and launch any real investigations against Hillary Clinton, against the spying that was done. We're going to have to we're going to have to hope that this guy Durham is as honest as he says he is and he's actually going to get to the bottom of it. We'll have to see. 
and we have to pray and we have to hope that we get the next president, that we take control of the House and the Senate and that the next president we get actually cleans house and gets rid of this. I've said from the beginning that this is far deeper than just a few people at the top that we hear some people in the media say, no, this goes far deep and far wide. Quite frankly, the FBI, who was a part of this, needs to be needs to be completely dismantled and all the other uh, the, all the other intelligence agency the 17 that all lied none of them looked at the Hillary Clinton servers and they all blamed who Ukraine right we need the, the US government intelligence agencies need an enema all right now i'm going to take a break when i come back we're going to bring in Deacon Jim Vargas from Father Joe's Villages here, just such a respected and beloved organization here to talk about a really serious problem that we've got that's growing and it's homelessness and what we can do about it. But he's also here to talk about something that's really amazing and it's the Children's Champion Campaign. So y'all don't go anywhere. Come on back. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Glad to have you guys here with me. I'm glad to have, super excited to have this next guest with me, Dr. Deacon Jim Vargas from Father Joe's Villages. And y'all know how much I loved Father Joe. In fact, I, th- I think it wasn't much more than maybe six, eight months ago, was it Skins, in which, or sometime last year, in which I was honored to have him on the show because he had a book come out and he's just a, a beloved figure in San Diego. Um, but he might not long, might not be with us anymore, but his legacy lives on. And Father Joe's Villages is continuing to do amazing work in San Diego. And joining me now to discuss that is uh, Deacon Jim Vargas, who's taken over for our beloved Father Joe. Hi, Deacon Jim. Thank you for being here tonight. Andrea, it's a pleasure to be with you. Thanks for having me. Well, thank you. Um, we've got a couple things to talk about tonight, and there are many people that might think that, you know, San Diego or L.A. or big cities might be the only ones affected by homelessness and the homelessness crisis, um, but it's it's kind of spreading across the country. And so you got your, org- your organization started by Father Joe is just, y'all know how to do it and do it right, even though it's growing right now. So I thank you so much. Uh, for being here tonight, um, it seems like the the homelessness problem has grown significantly, or you know, or or is that just my perception? You know, it's not just perception. You're absolutely right. All we have to do is walk on any of the streets in any major city, and and we see how the homelessness situation has just a, has grown, especially um, through throughout this pandemic period. That's just exacerbated the situation. We now, in this great country of ours, we now have 580,000 individuals who are homeless, half of whom are unsheltered. Wow. That's, that's a crisis proportions. And, and here, of that 580,000, we here in California have 28% of that number. And in San Diego specifically, we have the seventh largest homeless population in the United States, the second largest veterans homeless population in the United States here in San Diego. So of the, of the almost 8,000 individuals who are homeless in San Diego, about 50% of them are, are unsheltered. So it is, it is, it's a, it's a grave situation that we have. 
Well, yeah, and, and people might think, well, y'all have more because San Diego weather is so amazing. It's a great place to, you know, if you're going to be homeless. No, this is this is an absolute crisis. And, uh, you know, and particularly when it involves, well, anybody, I don't want to see anybody on the street, but I certainly don't want to see our, our heroes that served this country uh, in the U.S. military. And I've got to imagine that it's growing because the cost of living is increasing. And, you know, Father Joe and Father Joe's Villages has done so much in the San Diego community to solve all kinds of crises, including homelessness but your guys in your facilities isn't large enough to house everybody and not everybody wants to be housed right some people actually want the freedom because there's a drug addiction problem if if you could wave a magic wand and say you know if i had one or two things i could solve this problem what would they be well one would need money and that won't that doesn't surprise you of course right i mean that's that's i mean this situation we need funding we need i mean we are to your point this is our 72nd year father joe's religious we are the largest homeless services provider in southern california we're also the the old the oldest on any given night we provide some level of housing anywhere from an emergency shelter all the way up to affordable housing for about three thousand individuals and that's uh, it's and yet and yet we have thousands on the streets. And as you mentioned, veterans is such a travesty. This great country of ours, people who have served us uh, and, and for our freedom, you know, they they risk risk their lives and, mm-hmm. and they wind up on the street. A lot of times because of PTSD, you alluded to mental health issues. That's absolutely correct. We have. Um, over about a third of those who are homeless suffer from some level of mental health challenges. And that's an estimate. I, I really do think the numbers, the percentage is even higher than that. And about a similar amount suffer from substance use disorder. And some, some have both. But you touched upon the number one reason in San Diego and the coastal cities have homelessness. And that's because of the economics the, it is extremely expensive to live mm. in major cities, San Diego being one of them. Right now, the uh, average rent for an apartment in San Diego is nearing $3,500. Yeah. Think about it. $3,500. And yeah, let's pause a moment to let, because I've got people listening to not from San Diego. Y'all pause. If you're living somewhere where the average cost of a two-bedroom apartment is about $1,200 a month, you think about the average cost of an apartment here is $3,800 a month. And we don't have the industries for that. I mean, you got to be able to pay $3,800 a month, whether that's a, you know, a two-bedroom or one average one-bedroom is like $2,500 a month. You got to be making six figures. So, you know, so if you're homeless right now, you know, you've got to have no ho- no hope either. I mean, what's the point of even trying to get off the streets? Because you can't afford a place to stay. You can't afford a place to live. Well, that, you're right. And then that, and that couple that with the fact that we have about a 3.2% vacancy rate, which means no sooner does an apartment come on the market, it gets swooped up. And a lot mm-hmm. of times they're bidding wars on these apartments. So think about it. That's a toxic combination. The high rents and the low vacancy, the low availability. Right. It puts our people out of reach. And I say LPL people, those who are falling onto our times and are on the streets and are homeless. And so that's why we need as a as a society and as a community here, but as a society, society here to really get our arms around this homelessness situation, come up with comprehensive services. And that's one of the things that we've. We're blessed to be able to do it, Father Joe's Villages, because of Father Joe himself, who, mm-hmm. when he came onto the scene in the mid-80s, he realized that, you know what, there wasn't any place where an individual could go and be able to help them, be helped from soup to nuts, right? They right. have to go to various places, and it just doesn't work. It was all very disjointed. So we're blessed to continue that legacy. So we, our comprehensive services is what really makes a difference. So when you think about the fact 
that we have a federally qualified health center. Mm-hmm. And this health center uh, deals with uh, all physical ailments and, and, and also has a substance use disorder treatment center. And it also has um, behavioral health component as mm-hmm. well. So we have psychiatric clinicians who, who, who are also helping those who, who we serve. And then there's a dental clinic as well. So even within the health center itself, it has really all the disciplines that an individual needs in mm-hmm. order to deal with the health aspect of it. But again, the health is not just the only component. Then there's the housing component, right? In our shelters, the shelters that we have, getting people off the streets in the immediacy and started, start, starting to help them to get on their way to, to recovery, whether it's uh, because they've just fallen on hard times and they need some basic skills or whether they are, they are struggling with mental health challenges or substance use disorder. I mean, it gives us the opportunity to, to, be able, to be able to do that. Then we're building affordable housing. Andrea, just this past February, beginning of February, we cut a ribbon on the largest, um, the largest building of its kind ever in the history of San Diego County for our populations, 14 stories, 407 homes. Where is this? this? This is on on the corner of 14th and Commercial. It's one of our bookends. I call it one of our bookends. It's uh, it's the tail end of our campus um, down around Petco Park in the East Village area. It is not only is it a beautiful structure to look at, so it complements the community, Mm -hmm. and that's extremely important. But then it also, in addition to that, you have it's very very intentionally designed. So it has community space on each and every single floor. It has five outdoor gardens. Within the building itself, one is a it's a playground for children. Another oh. one's a produce garden, so they can grow produce. Mm. We have pet relief areas. I mean, oh, we have the it, it, it accommodates families. We have not only studios; we have one bedrooms, two bedrooms, so it accommodates families. Eighty of the of the homes are designated for veterans. <gasps> I love that is. so much. This is so wonderful. Yeah. I didn't even know about this. I haven't been downtown and, you know, it's, it, it, I didn't even know about this. This is so wonderful. Um, so, yeah, but right. obviously that's not going to, that's not going to solve it for everybody. We need more of that. We need more of that. That's exactly what we're committed at Father Joe's Villages to building out 2,000 affordable housing units. We made that commitment a few years ago. It's extremely, extremely difficult to build housing in, in, in San Diego from right. the time that we came, we conceived this and we, we had this vision to the time we cut that ribbon was five years. That's how long it took. Mm-hmm. It's far too long. People are suffering on, on the streets, right? So we advocate at the state level and the local level to try to streamline that, that as best as best we can. But you're, to your point, we need a lot more of that. I mean, one of the things we also did was we purchased a motel and we completely refurbished it. We didn't level it, but we completely refurbished it into 83 spanking new self-contained Homes. Isn't that how Dar- isn't that how uh, Father Joe started? Didn't he buy some little motel somewhere up on the on the edge of downtown and Hillcrest? I thought when I had him on the show many many years ago, back when he started, that would be um, it would that would be so sweet in the eighties if, if 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 that's yeah. where this new facility was, was. Well, it wasn't a motel that he purchased. First, it was a thrift store. Okay, and that's was, right. And that was the beginning, and that was the beginning of of, of, his, of Father Joe's Villages. It wasn't yeah. called Father Joe's Villages back then, but yeah. that was the beginning. And he started with that thrift store, started handing out peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Yeah. Yeah. Then it grew from there. For, and, 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 so, and so, I mean, it's a great story. And uh, but, but these comprehensive services make a difference. Children, yeah. the children who we serve, I mean, the children who come to us are academically, emotionally, socially delayed. And so these, uh, this therapeutic child care center has psychologists and social workers and teachers that help them so that they can be, or, be at their peer level. Because we know that they're four times more prone 
to be homeless in adulthood if mm-hmm. we don't mitigate that, right? So that's an important center within our village as well. It's all these pieces that comprehensively mm-hmm. make a difference. You know, the building that I just mentioned, I, I love, every time I, I go into that building, I just get, get elated. And, and people are so thankful to be able to be moving in there. Yeah. The reason they're able to retain their homes, Andrea, is that, is that the, and 96% of them actually, um, our statistics over, over the years have shown that 96% of those who we help into permanent housing retain their homes because of the comprehensive service. Yes. We don't just put them within four walls and walk away. That doesn't work. Right. Exactly. In fact, I met, I'm going to age myself. I met uh, Father Joe many years ago when I was working for Xerox Corporation and I had downtown was my sales territory. And I thought he was going to buy a big machine for me if I brought him a pecan pie. And he didn't buy a big machine for me, but he ate up my entire homemade pecan pie. And, uh, and he and I became kind of friends and I just loved him so much. And he gave me tours of his different facilities and his comprehensive approach was really what we need versus in Orange County a couple of years ago, they took a bunch of people off the street and they just put them in whatever little motel this was after gavin newsom we had the shutdowns and but there were no no there were no programs attached to it and then as soon as it was time for them to leave they went back out and started doing drugs again or whatever you know whatever their mental illness because they weren't treated there was no treatment programs associated with it and that's really the key here right and and that's that's what 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 we need as well as the fact that you take care of the children that's what you were just referring to right the children's champion campaign the, the campaign, that's right. In fact, that through a period of child care center, by the way, it, we're only able to, to, we're only blessed to be able to operate it through philanthropy. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have grants, uh, some government grants that help with other of our programs, but not the therapeutic child care center. That's pure philanthropy that makes that happen. And it's life-changing for these kids. And not mm-hmm. only life-changing for the kids, but life-changing for the parents as well. And the center works with the parents. A lot of them don't know how to parent. Right. right. So that's part of the work that, that this center does. It does. And just building the familial relationships, the bonds that are necessary so that they can go forward. So to, that's, a, you know, there's so many of our programs and that's, that, that are gems. And this is one such program that is a gem and makes such a difference. Well, I love all y'all's programs. Um, I first met him many years ago in the early nineties and just, you know, continued to follow him and just, and, it, you know, he told me back then, I thought it was so controversial. He's never given money to anybody at a red light because that's money that they want to use for drugs. You send them down here. They can, you know, they need to come down here and get into our program. And, and, you know, he was just such a force for good. And his, and his story in his book was pretty funny because he was quite the character. Um, but he, what a heart of gold and, and, and you're continuing his legacy. And it's just done so much for San Diego, but that doesn't mean we don't still have a problem. We still have a huge problem of homeless, a lot of mental health issues. We've got our military out there, children. Tell everybody how they can get a hold of you and how they can support your program. Well, please come to our website. It's easy to remember, neighbor.org. That's neighbor.org, or you could always call uh, 619-HOMELESS. Always, also easy to remember, 619-HOMELESS. And there are many ways in which you can get involved. Um, I mentioned that Father Joe has purchased a thrift store. That was his first endeavor. Mm-hmm. We have four thrift stores. So part of what mm-hmm. we have our thrift stores around, around the city. And basically, it's people who donate. Uh, items that are merchandise that are really in good shape and we're able to sell those on and then take the proceeds and convert them to services. So, so it's a win-win, you know, people who uh, can go and, and really find, find 
find find per, uh, merchandise for for good prices, mm-hmm. and and knowing that they're helping a good cause cause in the long in the long run. We also, if people want to to call and donate their household goods or boats or automobiles and so forth, we take pretty much anything, and we're able to either sell them in our thrift stores or auction them off in our auction houses. And again, everything is for the purposes of, of services. Cash is always good. Donations are so good. I mentioned the Therapeutic childcare Center runs purely on philanthropy. I mean, it doesn't get any other type of funding at all. So that's, a, that's very, very critical. And then, of course, volunteering. Before the pandemic, we were blessed to have 10,000 volunteers. Think about that. People who know of our work mm-hmm. and love our work and join forces with us, 10,000 volunteers throughout this entire COVID and the lockdowns and everything else. I can't tell the number of people who have called us wanting to come in and volunteer anyway. They told us, you know, we'll go, you know, we know, you know, you, we know your work and we, and, mm-hmm. and we miss volunteering. And so we're, we're, in the, we're in the process of being of reopening certain areas so that mm-hmm. we can come to have the volunteers come back to us is such an important element as well. So there's so many ways in which people can, can get involved. Well, thank you so much. God bless you for what you do. Um, appreciate you, Deacon Jim Vargas. Tell everybody one more time where to go. You got a website that's quick and handy for them to go to. Neighbor.org. It's a wealth of information on, on that website, neighbor.org. And again, you could always call 619-HOMELESS. All right. Thank you so much. God bless. God bless you. Come and visit us. I will. I will. Don't threaten <laughs> right, me with a good time now. I'll show up down there. <laughs> you know, that new building, if you were to see, you would be blown away by that new building. You have to come and see it. Um, it's really, truly a marvel. We're, we're, we're blessed to be able to offer it. I promise I'll come visit. God bless. God bless you. Take All right. Care. Now, y'all stick around because we got to shift gears. We're going to take it back to D.C. We're going to talk about a little bit what's going on with uh, Matt Gates and the U.S. government and our Secretary of Defense at a time in which it looks like we're about to commit boots on the ground in Ukraine. Yeah, you heard me. Come on back. Andrea Kay, the donut queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Glad to have you guys here with me tonight. 888-344-1170. If you want to weigh in so far at the top of the show, we talked about Hillary may be in the sights of this special counsel who's given a looky into what happened with her and her Trump-Russian collusion hoax. That nonsense there. We'll see if uh, if Hill has anything to worry about. And then we talked about the growing crisis of homelessness and uh, Father Joe's Villages, what they're trying to do here to solve that problem. But now we got to go to uh, a world problem that might be get, that the U.S. might be dragged into. At a time in which our military has gone way too woke. Secretary of Defense Austin thought he was showing up today for a hearing to just basically hat in hand with chest puffed out, uh, thinking that he was just going to demand some, I don't know how many hundreds of millions, billions of dollars, if not trillions of dollars, just to get what he wants for whatever he wants and not have to answer any questions. And then he started getting interviewed by Matt Gates. Let's hear a little bit of how that went. Your own people brief us that we are behind and that China is winning. Are you, are you aware of the briefings we get on hypersonics? I am certainly aware of briefings that we provide to, to Congress. But it, it's not just the hypersonics. It's all over the world. It's in Taiwan, where China last year flew more sorties than ever before. It's North Korea, 
on pace to shatter prior records, the number of missiles that they, that they are testing. And so while everyone else in the world seems to be developing capabilities and being more strategic, we got time to embrace critical race theory at West Point, to embrace socialism at the National Defense University, to do mandatory pronoun training. Do you it's, accept? You know, it's, it's, again, this is the most capable, the most combat credible force in the world. It has been, <laughs> and it will be so uh, going forward. Not if and we this continue down this path. To do that. Not if we embrace socialism. The, the fact that you're embarrassed by your by your country. By oh no no no! Country? I'm embarrassed by I'm, your leadership. I'm sorry for I am that. not embarrassed for my country. I wish it's we were not losing saying. to China. It's I what wish you're we saying. Were, you know what? The that's not, you know that is so. That is so disgraceful that you would sit here and conflate your failures with the failures of the uniformed service members. You guys said that that Russia would overrun Ukraine in 36 days. You said that the Taliban would be kept at bay for months. You totally blew those calls. And maybe we would be better at them if the National Defense University actually worked a little more on strategy and a little less on wokeism. Has it occurred to you that Russia has not overrun Ukraine because of what we've done and our allies have done? <laughs> but that was have, baked have you into your flawed assessment. That? that was baked into your flawed assessment. And so yeah, I saw that the Obama administration the that we tried to Ukraine destroy our military by starving it of resources. And it seems the Biden administration is trying to destroy our military by force-feeding it wokeism. I yield back. Boom. Boom, boom, boom. I didn't have, I didn't, we couldn't play every clip from today, but there were clips having to do that at uh, the, uh, the in, in uh, what's the National De- Defense University. I actually tried to listen into this. At the National Defense University, they had a guy named Thomas Piketty, uh, who's Brit- British, by the way, who was giving a lecture called Responding to China, the Case for Global Justice and Democratic Socialism. And I actually tried to listen to that, but they closed it off to the public so they wouldn't allow the public to hear it. Uh, it, it we, we didn't have a plan to, chance to play the clips of Matt Gates calling out the fact that West Point is teaching wokeism. I happen to know that all of our military institutions have been overrun with this wokeism, right? We've already reported here on the show that even in basic training, they're, re- they're lowering the physical requirements, right? We know there was a time in which the U.S. military was the one institution that had been isolated from the leftist indoctrination, and now it's gone. And let me tell you, I am very concerned. If it, Whatever success Ukraine is having against Russia right now, it's, it's because of Ukraine. It ain't got nothing to do with what the U.S. is doing. We, we do we have any boots on the ground? They've been telling us we don't. So what's he doing trying to claim any success? Any success that's happening against Russia is because the Russian forces were overestimated and the Ukraine forces and Zelensky and his people were underestimated. In part because we've seen reports that some of these Ukrainians over there are really full on Nazis and they've just never stopped being wartime concierges, right? And, 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 and in a wartime stance. It's got nothing to do with the U.S. They're actually, the Pentagon's actually trying to put out there that what happened in, um, uh, what was the base that the base over there, um, that where we had 13 people die? It wasn't Bagram. Was it Bagram? Uh, when we, when our people were trying to flee, we end up with, with what, a hundred thousand uh, over here that are, that we didn't even vet anybody that we pulled out of Afghanistan. We still had Americans left behind enemy lines. We lost 13 soldiers there. The, the collapse was absolutely, was absolutely horrific and resulted in over a hundred thousand far left Taliban esque Afghanis in this country, some of which you know, uh, have already committed act of, acts of rape on U.S. military installations. The military has gone woke. 
Military's gone woke. Quite frankly, I'm not confident in it. No, you and I talk about all the time. I do not feel safe with this country being defended the way it is. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. When we're when uh, when we're wasting time at places like West Point and Annapolis teaching critical race theory, can you tell me what critical race theory has to do when a bad guy's coming against you with a bayonet in hand? Damn, yeah, nothing. Was critical race theory going to help us in Bataan? Critical race theory happen, you know, help anybody uh, in, in uh, the Philippines? This is insanity. It's, it, economically, this phrase is go woke, go broke. Um, you go woke as the U.S. military and you go bye-bye. You go dead. That's where we're at. And quite frankly, I'm not comfortable committing forces. I got family still in the U.S. military and I'm scared to death for the first time in my life. I wasn't scared back in the 80s. I had all kinds of family, uncles, my dad, all kinds of people, all kinds of family in all the different branches. I wasn't scared at that. I trusted. There was a time in which I had complete trust in the Pentagon and the U.S. military, and I don't. And I have loved ones in the service right now. It's like you said. It was the one thing in the United States you knew no matter what you could trust because it wasn't political in any way. And we're completely behind. And one of the things they're there asking for money, and Gates is talking about how China's ahead of us on this one weapon situation. And he, oh, we, yeah, we had success with that. Well, yeah, except you didn't. This is insane. We used to be the world's greatest superpower, and we're not anymore. And in part because we have gone woke, and you go woke and you go weak when What's it comes to the U.S. military. Say we are, and we're not even close. I was talking to somebody recently. Uh, about um, about even even the Marines are not what they what they used to be. Even the, at basic training, my mother got kicked in the shins day one of basic training. It, 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 uh, yeah, true story. Kicked in the shins. You think they would kick anybody in the shins today? No. Now they got cards. They get like get out of like I guess if they don't feel good for the day, they could whip out a card or something and say, you know, yeah, I that screams toughness. Yeah. They've completely lowered the standards and they weren't supposed to do that when they when they put women in combat and they and they allowed certain people in. And let me tell you, I'm completely against tra- any kind of transgenderism in the military, in part because they're not battle ready. And you shouldn't have the U.S. taxpayer shouldn't be paying for hundreds of thousands of dollars for somebody to go through transition. Right. You shouldn't be you shouldn't be having you know, what are you going to do when when the bombs are coming in? Oh, you know, I can't go fight them in a foxhole. I got to use my extender. For those of you who know what happens in sex change surgery. We're going to take a break. We come back. We thought that was the big story about uh, the U.S. military today with SecDef Austin. No, it's actually scarier than that, according to some comments that were made today by General Mark Milley. We're going to talk about that on the other side of the break. A.K., Dynamite in a Dress, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, don't call her fake news. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay show. Before the break, we were talking about the attitude of the Secretary uh, uh, you know, of Defense, Austin. Um, you know, he was just reeking of, of obnoxious, you know, usually when the U.S. military, that really wasn't the point of what I was saying. We, actually, it was a, a showdown between him and Matt Gates over um, how woke our military has gotten and we're not battle ready. And the proof of that is, is it, at the very least, is what happened in the pullout um, from Afghanistan, absolutely dismal at, at a time in which the battle drums of war over involving Ukraine are getting louder and louder and louder. And I'm not confident in the U.S. military in a way that I used to be, right? 
So I'm particularly disturbed when I see this showdown, when you hear of this wokeness and this guy, you know, when we know that uh, the Defense Institute is bringing in um, people pushing socialism and and socialism being taught at our military institutions like West Point, it's that's bad enough, right? But that it, it, that when that's going on, when we've gotten so weak from wokeness as a country and as a military, to at the same time hear General Mark Milley from uh, the uh, from the Joint Chiefs talking today about war activities coming up and dedicating troops over there. That really put a chill down my spine. Look, I'm the daughter of two Marines. I grew up, my, my dad served in Vietnam, right? If, if it was today's world, my mother would have probably been shoved over there too. And that's a war that at this point we all recognize was a mistake for us to go there. When was the last time? It was, when was the last time we went to war for the right reasons and had the right result? And the same people right now that, that got us into a 20-year war in Afghanistan that resulted in what? Can you tell me what we got out of that after 20 years? The way we left kind of says it all, right? With 13 Americans law, getting gunned down at the base of an airstrip that should have never been used, where over 100,000 unvetted Afghanis, including Taliban members and, you know, and, and dudes with little child brides with them brought here to the United States. That's somebody's idea of success. And that's who you want to trust us to get into war. Not me. I'm scared for anybody in the service right now. So today it gets even worse. Everybody's talking about that exchange with Matt Gates, um, but um, none other than Mark Milley himself was talking today about how you know this Russian Ukraine thing is going to go on for for many years, an extended conflict, and he's actually recommending. He says, "I think NATO, the U.S., Ukraine, and all the allies and partners are going to be involved in this for quite some time." And he actually recommended basing U.S. military. He says, uh, of course, he says it would be funded by other countries like Poland and, and the Baltics. Do you really expect he's talking about basing U.S. putting building bases to house U.S. military over there to get obviously to be a part of this conflict over there, which we were never supposed to be involved in. Right. And, and, and that's supposed to be paid for. You think it's going to be paid for by, by Poland and the Baltics? Oh, no, we'll be paying it out of our own taxpayer pockets, Andrea. We're going to be paying for it the way we always do. We always pay for it in lives and in treasure. And we were promised we weren't getting involved. No boots on the ground. That's right. Well, there's going to be boots. And he's saying, my advice would be to create permanent bases, but don't permanently station forces. So you get the effect of permanence by rotational forces cycling through permanent bases. Uh, I believe a lot of our European allies, what allies, especially those is that you're not an ally to me unless you're, you're paying equal in lives and dollars, such as the Baltics or Poland and Romania and elsewhere. They're very, very willing to establish permanent bases. They'll build them. They'll pay for them. <laughs> and what did Trump do really? when Trump was in office? He made everybody pay their share. That's right. You, do you really think that the U.S. U.S. military installations are going to be paid for the, by the Baltics? No. That's Not insane. Who's buying this? And rotational forces, you know, the, the, uh, he's saying that instead it'll be cheaper, he's saying, because we won't have permanent forces. We won't have to pay for schools. We won't have to pay for any of the other, you know, um, infrastructure to keep the forces there. It's going to cost us treasure. And the most important treasure it's going to cost us is American lives. And for what? And they told you that no U.S. military was going to have to be involved in this. 
Thank you for being here. Hey, stay tuned, though. We got another hour of the Andrea K Show coming up. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.